here for episode 11 i'm joined by malcolm who is back from vacation hello everyone and tony who's back from the insane asylum what's up mad tony good to be here okay this is episode 11 uh you can follow us on twitter at the philly m uh, and hit us up on gmail at the philadelphia millennial gmail.com all of our episodes are on soundcloud and itunes before we get into the topics I'd uh, briefly like to sh- give a shout-out to the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary, RBG. It's very good. I highly recommend it, although it might not be in theaters anymore. I enjoyed it, and she's a badass, and uh, it's an enjoyable little documentary thing. Either of you guys seen it? No, I have not seen the Ginsburg documentary. Okay. I, if you have and your friends have, it is worth talking about. Is it a documentary or is it like a fictionalization of her life? No, it's about basically a documentary okay. that was in theaters, so it's sort of a movie. Gotcha. So it's documentaries. Something yeah, about. but it's about her and she's like pretty, she's pretty cool. You gotta respect her. I mean, she like was a lawyer like when like women like were not in that profession. Sure. And she was just like, I'm smarter than all of you, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna kick your ass. Cool chick. Um... I hope she lives for another couple years and keeps, you know, keeps keeping on. Um, having said that, we'll go into our first topic. What's our Twitter handle, Mike? It's the Philly M. I spelled it last episode, so you should be okay. But it's the, which is T H E, Philly M, as in millennial. Okay, you guys ready? Bring it. Born ready. Okay. Uh, so this is op-ed talk, a uh, little bit of a hygiene issue. The question is, how often do you guys feel is appropriate to wash your bed sheets, uh, you know, your towels, those sorts of things, non-clothes items, I suppose. What do you think is the standard like? I mean, interval. By myself, at least change my towel once a week. Once a week? Yeah, I go through two towels. I wash them. How often do you wash them? I wash them like, one every four days. Like in the dryer and washer? Yeah. Every four days? Well, I do a load every four days, yeah. What about Matt Tony? That's a good standard to keep. Uh, you know. That's that, pretty hygienic, uh, i got to be honest. Yeah, uh, my little guys. <laughs> bed sheets, I'll definitely wash them more frequently. You mean if you're like banging out? Yeah, for sure. What if you're not? I try to go two week roll. Every two weeks, you'll wash your bed sheets. Try to. Okay, all right. Just getting clarification, Matt Tony. Again, that's a that's a good standard to keep. I mean, the relation to towels. You know, having that, a few different towels. Oh, sweaty. Oh my god, it changes everything too. Are you serious? If I more sweat than in that? my bed, like if I sweat and I have to sleep naked and I just sweat on my bed sheets, I will try to wash my bed sheets. How often? Like, if I can do it daily. I don't want to sleep in my sweat. Damn. That is real intense. I try to have at least three pairs of bed sheets. 
That's like approaching OCD. But yeah, that's maybe growing up knowing like good hygiene. Oh well, yeah, I guess. Tony, do you do? You... Yeah, I was saying in relation to the towel. I just finished that earlier thought. Uh, you know, a couple of different towels I rotate through. But again, you know, that's a good standard to keep. I'm not going to introduce the standard that I've been accustomed to. But you know, those what? What? Pro tips from uh, Malcolm there. What's that your regimen about the bed sheets? What was that, Mike? I'm sorry. What's your regimen for towels and for sheets? How Again, often do you I, wash I have them? A few different towels that I rotate through. Okay, so, but how often would you wash them? You know, the three to four towels I go through. You know, try to do it at least month, once a month. You know, okay. do it more regularly. But again, you try but, to do it once a month. But how often do you wash? Because of the the changing between the towels. That's a lot of towels. Yeah, yeah, sure. So a couple months, maybe. No, no, I'm not going to exaggerate and say that more than a, a couple month months. or two. I don't want to go that far to say more. Okay, a month. More I mean, so you, you know, wash them once a month. Again, if we were to put a standard on it, I think that because I'm changing... Just answer the, the question. Once a month? We're saying somewhere in that range. Okay, what about... range is more. I can't give it you know, an approximate estimate. Okay, whatever. I'm not... You're under oath. What What's about... story, Mike? Oh, wait. What about bed sheets? Again, I was about to say, it kind of depends, but I'm with uh, Malcolm on the sense that sometimes you have to you know, clean it more regularly depending on... Do you ever you know, do it daily, though? I can't say I do it weekly or daily. That's so, a good standard to keep, though. I don't know if I took it to the point of it being OCD. I think it's more being hygienic. It is hygienic. But you're, so you're like monthly for bed sheets, though? What do you guys yeah, do? Within the, month, within the month, I'd say. What are your pillows and pillowcases? I'll wash them with my sheets. So that infrequently you're doing them? <laughs> I mean, you sweat the most on your pillow and you put your face on it. So what? You do that, what, like every six hours? I do that at least once a week. Okay. Okay, good for you. So I, I gotta be honest. I will go months without washing my towels or sheets. Are you serious? Months. Months. Like your bath. That's why you need multiple towels. You rotate between. I have two <laughs> towels, but seriously, like my bed sheets, I'll like wash them like once every four. Do you months. not have sensitive skin? I guess not, but I'll wash them like once every like four months. Wow, you're lucky. I mean. Is that gross? No, and some people, their skin breaks out, and that's why they're so hygienic about it. I mean, I feel like it is gross. Like, I know I should be doing it's it more. It's disgusting, in my opinion, but like, <laughs> like, honestly, I've had roommates that were worse than that. So, like, in college, it was yeah, like... I had some dirty roommates in college. In college, it was like never. It was like you one... more towels, Mike. Yeah, I think... It was like gross. once a year. Like, how you, yeah. In college, it was like once a year I'd wash my sheets. You, Didn't your mom play, like, she did my damn. She, she washed that stuff when I was a kid. <laughs> but in college, it was literally like once a year. And now it's probably like. I'd like to think every three to four months. If someone else used your towel, uh, would you wash that towel? Not necessarily. But yeah, really? it's, so if you had a guest and they, they used your other towel. It's really problematic. You just let it not be washed. You let like their sweat be on it. It's really problematic because I just never thought those of being like subject to the uh, physical like disgustingness of germs. I sort of thought, always thought of towels, or I never thought about them. I just assumed they were sort of like impervious to germs because you just like wash yourself off with them. You don't wear them. You don't like whatever else. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> so I just never thought about it. It was just like. Well, a towel like cleans something else, but itself does not get dirty, which obviously is not how the basic laws of physics work. But yeah, I just never thought about it. For thirty years, you've consistently maintained this position. Well, I just haven't like gotten over it yet. You know, like the learning curve is still in in progress. 
But like my sheets, like, like bad. I mean, like they don't smell, but like. It's maybe to you. I bet you have someone else walked in there that might have a different opinion. Matt Tony's just looking at me like. <laughs> well, it sounds like at the very honestly, least you're... if it's sorry, go for it. Yeah. If it's as frequent as you say it is, you can smell it. You think? Totally. So I, if it's I as infrequent, you can uh, smell I have, as I have, people stink, you can smell it. It's like, hopefully you don't stink, but it's most more than likely if you're going to go without washing well, it, it's going to stink. You can't smell your own scent as easily. It's well, like dirty socks. Like, your, so- your feet, you sweat in your feet. It, well, I wear, wash those regularly, but like, I think at my last apartment, it was a coin-operated machine, which I think made me just like super cheap and like, I always like waited until my basket was overflowing to do the wash, and there was never like room to do my totally sheets and towels, so that I just didn't do it. Changes the game. I have it close to me, so it's easy to do. Yeah, it was like it was like four dollars every time I did the wash. So I was, I thought that that really was stupid because like I haven't had to do that crap since college. But yeah, that was part of it. And the other part of it was I just like would always wait until I was literally like out of underwear to do like the wash so like buy less underwear well I bought more underwear underwear. (laughs) so you gotta improve the process a bit and get more towels yeah so now it's like now at my new place there's like a washer dryer right in the thing like literally 10 feet from my bedroom so now I'm going to what what, what drove this epiphany what epiphany this realization that oh shit I don't wash my towels well I always sort of knew but I just was like too cheap to to do call you out on it no, not really. Your they don't. Stinks. No, I mean, we're got. We don't keep track of that shit. Your new roommates. Oh, now I don't know. I could always just lie, but I don't think they pay attention to us, though. You might be more mindful because of the new roommates, but in and of itself, sounds like it gives you better access to laundry and. Yes. So maybe I'll provide an update in okay. a month How or so. How far from your laundry, Malcolm? Rooms away. Okay, so if it were a greater burden to get the wash done, you probably wouldn't do it as frequently, right? No, I would make an effort, but I wouldn't avoid a situation. I would avoid a situation where I had to pay like that to take the laundry if I could. Okay, well that's enough of that, and I think it makes it easier. Like you're saying, you, you do it frequently. It appears like it's maybe a bit obsessed, uh, I mean, much. I just but... do more than you guys do. It's pretty simple. Like regardless <laughs> if I pay or didn't pay, I would still do it more than the two. I think my parents. Hundred percent. I think my parents are regardless of paying and lack of hygiene or paying in some way. So I think my parents do the laundry every week. Like that's. So I think they're close. They're closer to him than to to us or to me by far. Again, you need more towels. (laughs) Okay, I've shared too much. Let's go on. Uh, So this is in our travel section. This is. my observation, I'm not sure Tony or, uh, or um, Malcolm agree with me, but when Uber and Lyft first came out, people were just like awesome because it was like, you don't have to walk and you don't have to deal with taxi drivers, you don't have to deal with taxis. So it's amazing. I think we've gone to the point where it's too far in the other direction where now everybody takes an Uber and Lyft all the time that there's just constantly cars stopping in the middle of the street or wherever putting on their flashers for five minutes waiting for some like girl or guy to come out that's like going out for the night and it really is annoying when you're driving or riding your bike what do you think it certainly beats drunk driving but i digress (laughs) well does it bother you 
Well, you don't really drive in the city that much. Well, that's the thing. I try to avoid driving. I think that's a, you know, it's a necessary burden or evil. But What about you bike sometimes, right? Sure, surely. Isn't it annoying when cars just like... I like the danger. <laughs> well, it's just like annoying when cars just like sit in the middle of the street and it's now just like so commonplace that like people do it and they don't even like feel bad. They just like won't even put their flashes on or like... And then the people that are waiting to get in the car, like the Uber users, I mean, they sometimes like five... 10 minutes they're like taking another shot or like pooping or whatever else and it's just like now you can't even go a city block without running into a car that's like an uber it's just like waiting for somebody mm-hmm. if you see there's like a, a very uh like that image is very common now you see it's ubiquitous in terms of like suppose, some car waiting for some uber rider how do you suppose to fix this issue well i would like them to try to find like a less uh, obtrusive parking space but the problem is like they're giving a service and like obviously they care more about the person that's paying and using their services than like some schmo driving behind them but I think it would be better for everybody if like the standard policy was like park as close as possible but like if there's like a spot like 30 feet away you know parallel park and do it you know, because, like, they never will parallel park. They never, like, try to find parking. They just immediately go right there. And, but, you know, a little effort to, like, get out of the way. Some of that's on the driver, surely. Well, the, like I said, they care more about who they're picking up and that getting, like, a good review than, you know, the other people driving who are going to have to, like, veer and, you know, then it creates, like, traffic, whatever. I don't know. Sounds like you're just criticizing someone trying to make some... I have done Uber, and I agree. It's people expect to be picked up right where they are, and if they aren't, they have to look around for you like they're pissed off. Which is why it would have to come from like corporate Uber, like making it a policy, because then the drivers would be like, "Hey, I can't do anything about it. I gotta like park somewhere." But corporate Uber is never gonna do that because they don't give a shit. You can't see one of those commercials of the guy talking. He's like, "Hey, we gotta park now because we're causing traffic." But we're Uber. We're real cool and hip and fun. Do you think they're like real employees too? Those drivers? Well, like not according Uber to something, and then they just do it. Like there's no way that. Works. Uh, well, true. But uh, I don't know. In a in an ideal fictional world, that's what All I. All that matters to them is how they get paid. I know, which is exactly the problem because they don't care about the drivers or the rating system. You're saying. Yeah, but like it's just. Now that, like, that's what is going on, it's just, like, what's expected. So, like, if you were to, like, park, like, a block away and you ordered an Uber, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like, I expect you'd be right there. So, it's basically our fault, as in, like, the people that well, order I think it's more speaks to the popularity of the app. Like, the, the frequency in which you see these Uber drivers waiting outside really speaks to how, you know, commonly adopted this technology is. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it bothers me a little bit, and it's something I've thought about. Have either of you thought about it ever? Zero percent of my time. I think that there's pros and cons that come with every, you know, very popular item. And this is clearly one of the, you know, things you got to come to with it. Have you ever dedicated more than 30 seconds of thought to it? I'll tell you when my (laughs) Uber drivers, right out front, I'm pretty pleased with their rider, and he may have a good rating coming his way, or he or she. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's important, so it's kind of Exactly. That's, that's what's most important. Uh, okay. Doesn't seem like we've gotten much traction there. We'll go on to something near and dear to my heart. Food and Indian food. You guys fans? Love it. Great. Big yeah, fan. I love it. I love it. Indian food is notoriously heavy. I think there's a lot of truth to that. There's a lot of sauces and dips and, you know, sort of curd things going on. And that's why it's so good. But, you know, it can sort of leave you feeling like a, like a piece of cement or a block of cement afterwards. Anyway, I was in University City for the first time in a while because I don't like associating with college kids. And I was at a buffet. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not a demographic we don't want to cater to. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Let's, not, let's not go there. All right, there. fine. They're great. I love them. They're so rowdy and stupid. It's funny. Um, no, they're great people. They Lots are. Lots of opportunity ambition. They are youthful. The they're youthful and full of life. Tremendous. Uh, anyway, love college kids. So I was in University City. I was at the Indian place. And I went to town on three solid plates and then I got the dessert with like the little puff balls, the original, uh, I want to say McNuggets. What do you call like the small donuts? Samosas. No, like if you go to Dunkin' Donuts, they have like the mini donuts. Munch uh, donut holes. Like India invented those. Because their yeah. dessert is basically like a little munchkin. And then uh, some rice pudding. Uh, my friend said that. But anyway. So. I've always thought that it'd be awesome if like Indian restaurants teamed up with like motels or something and at like the bottom of your like seat there's just like a you know like opens up like out of a Batman film and you sort of go into like a jet like roller coaster and it just immediately takes you to like a couch or a bed because I never want to move after eating Indian food and uh, honestly I think they could make good business by just having like an Airbnb in the basement. What do you think? I mean, definitely put you in a food coma. I love me some Indian food. Uh, you know, I think the part of the Indian food is you really got to have that process of, uh, like you saying, some of those sweets and uh, some of those other items after the meal to kind of help with your digestion. But automatically, yeah, I, I find a place to nap. Yeah, like... I don't think it's any different than any other buffet, though. I don't think it's, like, unique to Indian food. But Indian, uh, Indian food is so heavy. Like, so saucy. So it's buffet. Buffet in general. It's just, like, people feel motivated to get their money's worth. Yeah, but, like, something about, like, the weight of Indian food and, like, how sauce-based it is is just, like, extra... Yeah, you're... It's yeah, a, extra you're, dense. That's the problem. It's a flavor and sensation overload. No question about it's that. It's just, like, all that dal makhani and, like, chicken sauce. It just, like, turns into, like, you know, cement in your bladder or in your stomach. And it's just, like, you can't move. Sometimes I, like, literally just am, like, this is awful. Food coma. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, it's so good. I don't have any restraints, so I'll just go one plate, two plates, three plates. Like, nothing. That's why you went to the Indian buffet. You don't go nothing. Once you go enough, you realize you can't play that game. I used to go. There was an amazing you Indian. You guys do it for, like, oh, a little taste of this, a little taste of that. And there was this super, super. There was a super, super good Indian buffet at Penn State that we used to go to, like, every Friday. And, like, that was back when, like, my, uh, what do you call it? Metabolism was faster and whatever else but like we used to go to town eat so much and we'd be done for the rest of the day but afterwards it was like you couldn't even move it was like you had to wait like 20 minutes to like before you left and sometimes i actually used the toilet <laughs> before i left and their toilet 
was like a, like a fish. It was like jumbo size. And I have to imagine that had something to do with the food that was being served. You know, it was, was probably just Penn State and was throwing up. Maybe. But the toilet, I just remember the toilet was massive. Like it could swallow like an entire animal. And I was like, something about that tells me that was not by accident. It could be, but I always thought it was fine. Yeah, I mean, could be or could be that. I've been to Indian places with small toilets too, so I don't think it's just like <laughs> a unique thing in Indian places. Well, I I hesitate to think of another like food establishment place where I so consistently overindulge. I mean, diners are looking for that experience, you know that uh, ice Indian cream buffet experience. It's like yeah, but ice cream's like an afterthought. No I could go crazy on ice cream. Yeah, but you never like Pizza, go to you never go to an ice cream place. Wings, ribs. And then ice cream after? Why not? Well, usually I go to a different establishment to do that sort of stuff. So they have good. They have both. I mean, there have been other occasions where I've had a lot of food and not wanted to move. But Indian seems like, like the percentage of times is way higher. It's like sixty percent of the time I feel like I can't move afterwards. I mean, I went to the Borgata buffet recently. I felt that same way, and then had any Indian food. Even non-buffet, I mean, I dare to say that even non-buffet Indian occurrences, it's like, you know, I can't, I'll just like, it'll just... You take yourself there. You put, you throw yourself there. Well, I know, yeah, I know what I'm getting involved in, but I'd like to think I can always show restraint, but I never do. You go to a different buffet, that's, yeah, you gotta train yourself. It's hard. And I love it. That's why it's the worst part. It's like my favorite food, but I can't do it can't do it every day. It's like once every couple months. Which of the Indian buffets do you go to? I don't even remember what that was called. It was on there. It's on Chestnut and like 34th. Okay. Uh, so you go to the one with Chestnut New Delhi. I don't know. That's on 40th. But... Yeah, it's New Delhi. The blue, the blue one. Is the... it New Delhi? It's New Delhi. Yeah, so I go to that one. Whatever. What? So yeah. I mean, it's okay. But like... It's I okay. It's okay. It's not the best. Like I've been to... The best Indian place I've been to... My former, former, former roommate told me about, uh, and it's in Fishtown. It's called Ecta. I think I've told you guys yeah. about it. Ecta's like a, it's a chain. Yeah. Ecta's real good. Um, I haven't been to... Saffron's pretty good in Bellacamwood outside the city. I don't know that one. Marion's good. There's like one in, uh, in the Gabriel I've never been to. But I've heard good things. In the Blue. Never heard of it. Anyway. Um, so we'll go to our last topic. Um, which is, I don't know why I put it in the art category, but I really did. So this is talking about the awesome benefits of self-checkout aisles at like Target and like uh, grocery stores and stuff, um, which, you know, you wouldn't necessarily think about right away. And you wouldn't think about it at all, I guess, if you're a woman. But I've always thought that like the self-checkout is awesome when you want to buy something that you don't want people to know you're buying. For me, that's usually condoms when I'm, you know, thinking about something. I I don't want to have that interaction with the cashier. I remember like, you know, the 2000s before self checkout became a thing, and you had to go and like get this odd odd look. It's either this like old lady that looks at you like you're not getting laid. Like, are you kidding me? Or she's like, you need Jesus, son. <laughs> like so now that whole situation is avoided which is great because i i never liked it It used to be like you know traumatic event 
when I was like 18 and then you sort of get used to it but I always I would never like buy just condoms because I never wanted them to think like this guy just came here because he's like you know going to get lucky later tonight so like it's his old purpose so I would literally get like a packet of gum or like hide the condoms beneath you know a mixture of other items like two liter soda or something no you've never done that no dude it's, I don't. It comes with like you want to. You want to have the opportunity. I've gone through this. I know, and it's just it's like, like all right, own it. You it's like it, yeah, people it. have sex. People, want to, and if you're gonna do it safely, you know, get a condom. But it's just like taboo, and it's just like I, I don't well, want to have the interaction. Work for a pharmacy, have a lot more mature. I used to actually work in a pharmacy. I remember I was a lot younger, and I had an experience where someone came in and actually was looking for like a, uh, a birth control test. And I had much younger days. I didn't really. That's that's more intense. The level of maturity that they handled it with was something I didn't possess then. But independent of that, you understand that that sort of thing happens probably every week there. Yeah, I mean, eventually, you sort of. It depends on the person that you're going to. Eventually, sort of grow up and like it's not a big deal. I think the self checkout thing. Back to that point, I, I personally was kind of against it at first, but I find it actually pretty convenient now. It's real good because it's usually like the older, slower crowd like avoids it. And then the people that have a bunch of stuff usually avoid it. So, like, a lot of, I go all the time and get, like, three, four, five things, and it's just, like, that. But basically, like, when you get older, especially in your mid-20s or later, it's just, like, you don't really care. It's just, like, buying, like, anything else. And I know if there are any women out there listening to this that you're, like, oh, forget you guys. Because, like, they always are, like, they have it worse in every sexual category. You know, like, they have to get... They have to, like, get a prescription for their freaking birth control, and then they have to, like, go up on the stirrups and have some, like, person go into their vagina every six months and stuff. So I understand that this is somewhat petty. But it's nice. Yeah, it's not the only I'm sure they've had a very similar experience in self-checkout and, and a, another fringe benefit when you're described. There are some downsides in self-checkout, too. Like what? Less people. You mean, like, less? Cashiers are less trained in customer service and more training like IT. I don't know. I mean, usually they have like some like employee dedicated to like helping people figure out the self-checkout. Have you ever taught that employee? Uh, you yeah. about their day and what it's like? No, I'm sure it's not good. She's, they said, I've talked to one or two, but like they've said most of the time they spend just trying to figure out how to fix the machine. Like yeah. Helping the people. Well, yeah, it's a sad existence, but... You could say that about a lot of jobs. I don't know what I'm doing, but you would hope them to do is just help the people. Daily farmers have to worry about the machines now as opposed to helping the customers. Well, yeah, everything's going towards more IT, but I don't don't know. Isn't the counter counter, weird? I guess. It's like you're no longer in the food business. You're in, like, the IT or, like, computer business. I don't know. Do I care necessarily? I just want to see a point when uh, you can get ashamed of buying condoms in front of a robot. Well, no, I have no shame. Ha, ha, ha. It'd be funny if they like if they made like robots with jokes like so getting lucky later tonight ha 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 I mean I think that'd be kind of funny if they like you know Amazon like programmed them and like to have like a sense of humor I mean it's a long ways away but like did you ever have that experience when you're buying condoms and it's just like awkward I have like, not I've had a friend in high school he denied buying condoms he said he was too young to buy condoms. What the? How old do you have to be? There's no age. Sixteen. Huh? Really? Why? He was older than sixteen. But like, why do you want, need to be sixteen? They don't want uh, younger people 
they want them to knock up other people. Well, like, yeah, I mean, you're either going to use it or not. Like, are you either going to have sex or not? And if you're going to have sex, you might as well use a condom. Like, people have sex before 16. Like, it seems stupid. Um, but it was, I remember the worst part was... There is no legal age. Yeah, exactly. So but when you're 16 years old and the guy tells you you're not old enough... What are you supposed to do? Yeah. How do you really know he's not telling you the truth? I mean... Typically, those kids that are having sex at 16 are smart asses and don't listen to them and believe them anyway, which uh, my friend did. <laughs> but 16. I can't believe somebody said that to that person. That's really weird. That's like a Kim Davis thing where he like, won't issue the marriage license. <laughs> robot telling you you're too young to have sex. Robot yeah, yeah. Robot is getting all religious on you. Um, really, I remember it was back in college... One of my, like, one of the guys I went to college with, like, worked at CVS, like, the one that was close to my house. And I, like, dreaded going to buy condoms because I always was, like, worried that I would see him. And, like, we're not, we weren't, like, close friends. We was, like, you know, I don't want to, like, you know, get some, like, snide remark from him or some sort of, like, sexual, like, oh, God, you're going to get I'm sure it happens to him more than you think. I'm sure it does. And, yeah. But I'm sure he would have said something. He would have said something, and I just do not want that social interaction to happen. So now there's a computer, and I don't have to do anything. Sounds to me like that's nice, but also you got to drive the uh, town over to the other CBS to avoid your friend. You problem solved. All right, now I can just talk to a computer screen, and then everything's much easier. This is what computers are doing for our lives, making it such that humans never have to interact yeah, with one another. <laughs> but in that, in this sense, like I mean, I don't need to interact that's, with somebody. That's harmony, right? Yeah. Well. I don't need to interact with somebody to buy a piece of plastic or latex. But you like that. You just said you like that lack of human interaction. Well, in this setting, it. yes, it's nice. I don't need it. I do not need to be like talking to anybody besides the person I'm going to be using it with about the fact that I'm buying a condom. And like, you can say Have you heard of hymns? No. What? Yeah. No. What do they, they like, send they, you? They add it all the time. It's like supposed to sell like products for men. I don't know if they sell condoms, but it sounds like a hair that type of thing is a similar sort of thing for this type of issue. Where what, like, they like you, mail it to you? Well, it's just like about privacy. Like they, It's like for a Go number of Amazon different products, including hair loss and men and performance issues, but I bet they also judgment. sell them. Yeah, they they avoid judgment. Right? Can you buy them on Amazon? Why not? Can you I get them shipped to you? I bet that that website sells condoms and other... Well, today's Prime Day, so you can Oh yeah, I should do that. For sale with your Prime membership. Yeah, shit. I'll probably give you extra condoms. I just, I think buying condoms in bulk is just uh, presumptuous. Looking it up right now. <laughs> right? You like it? I've never bought more than like 12 condoms. It is pretty cocky. You've never yeah. had to buy more than 12 condoms. Well, yeah, I mean, Jesus. I mean. They sell 36 counts. I, I've never bought more counts, than 12 at once. 42 counts. Because otherwise it's just like, 100 counts. are you really going to be using that many? I mean, come on. You can buy 100 for 40 bucks okay. on Amazon with your prime membership. We have peace of mind knowing you can be really, really, really safe. I mean, if I bought 100, I would just be like, I mean, this is... You like, can buy 40 for 875 Okay, can you stop quoting prices? Prime day, get, get your deals while you can. <laughs> um, but seriously, like... I've never bought more than 12 at once, because it's just like, I mean, come on, like, who am I? Brad Pitt? Like, you know, like, some porn model? Or like, no, I'm, that's uh, just, you know, we'll see how it goes for the next month or two. We'll see if this relationship lasts. Maybe. I think so. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of condoms to have at once. I mean, 
No wonder you're so embarrassed going to the CVS to buy that many condoms. <laughs> well, yeah. If you buy like it's a, a kid here, good girl. Yeah, but I just, I just, I, I definitely want to avoid if that. Your friend working there would be proud knowing you're practicing safe sex. If I bought like so three, happy. six, or twelve in front of my friend, like he'd just be like, okay, maybe he's got some. You already sold them at a profit if you really needed to. I'm not on Amazon. It. I'm not. That's until after Prime Day. That's so low deal. rent. But like three six twelve, it's like oh he's probably got some flame with some chick whatever. If you buy like twenty four thirty six, it's like who is this guy think he is? Loaded up. Hugh Hefner over here. Season. I mean that's a lot. I mean this guy's balls are empty all the time if he's doing using that many. Anyway. Is that a challenge, Mike? Uh no, I, I don't. I don't have the ambition for that sort of game anymore. Uh, I'm too old for that. Uh, so that's the end. Uh, four topics. Um, glad to have Malcolm and Marconi back. Um, they're both very tan, uh, which is nice. Um, follow us on Twitter and hit us up with any comments, suggestions, complaints. Uh, PhiladelphiaMillennial at gmail.com. You didn't think we could get tan? Well, I thought you'd get tan. I'm just noting that you guys are tan. Yeah, I appreciate the compliment. I was just thinking maybe from your tone, maybe you didn't think you get tan. No, you're you're very tan. Malcolm is blacker than usual, and Mad Tony is dark as usual. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the end. Thank you for listening, and good night. Mm-hmm.